David Leonard. Of course, we had him here in the Victory 91.5 studios a couple of months back. Know your heart. And I know that's the reason so many of you have uh, tuned in on this special day. Obviously, uh, during this time, we're normally just playing boatloads of, of music. And yet today, a time of teaching uh, from from Ray Haynes. But yet, we want to know God's heart. We want to know what yeah. God is doing in this this season, in this time. We want to be men that and women that understand the times in order to know what to do. And uh, yeah. Ray, thank you for continuing to, to teach us. And uh, I just want to turn it back over to you and uh, ask everybody to... Just say, give me ears to hear. Yeah, and indeed, it's the Day of Atonement. You know, tonight begins the Day of Atonement in Israel. It's already started. There's seven hours ahead of us. So, you know, as we begin and to step into the kingdom of God, that is exactly what God's looking for. Well, you know my heart. I want to know your heart. And only way there's only one way to do that because, you know, there's not verses for what to do on a daily basis. A lot of these situations require that you know God and hear him. You ask Isaiah, you ask for ears of the learned. And what I want to step into, we're going to do two more times here, and then we're going to wrap this up. And it's going to step into what I believe is a word. I don't generally give words on the radio. I give prophetic kind of uh, insights and stuff. But to give a word is more when you're saying, I believe God is saying this for this season. So I typically don't do that because I don't want to overly do. So let me just say it this way. I believe that we are drawing near to revival. I really do. People have said that for so long. And uh, I... I don't always feel that. I look and I watch and I wait and I see and I do believe that this this season is coming. And the things that I've been seeing are, you know, it's it's unusual. They're very uh, untypical. But yet they are kind of typical of revival season. So I thought I'd want to bring these up. So as they start, if this face right, then this starts happening, help you give you some context. So um, this is called the sword in a donkey's mouth. All right. So unusual vision, perhaps there, right? As the rain still come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it blood, bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. It's Isaiah 55. I believe God is releasing people specifically in these next few years who are set apart to conquer with the sword of his mouth. Again, we are looking at 5780 this year that we've now begun and mouth the pay in the uh, in Hebrew letter 80 and number is mouth and a lot of the total victory and swords and all that. It all has to do with his mouth. So I believe that this is going to be a unique season. Uh, their realm is speaking. And they have specific gifts that give them grace and great success with their mouth. So you're going to see, identify some of these people. I believe they're going to shake the earth in many different ways, but all of it will be using their mouth. And that could, as you would well know, be either really good or really bad. So donkeys were part of this vision. Donkeys are a very significant part of this story. Now, they're mentioned in the Bible 140 times. Bet you didn't even know donkeys were that popular. Abraham and Isaac rode one to Mount Moriah. The sons of Jacob used them on their journey back and forth to Egypt. After Joseph revealed his identity to his brothers, he sent 20 donkeys with them to his father. The Exodus literally begins on a donkey rode by Moses, holding the rod of God in his hand, along with his wife and sons. 
Balaam is one of the prime examples because he rode a donkey who received the gift of speech. So I'm just going to say, I really think Balaam and the story surrounding Balaam is huge for the next 10 years, but especially for the next three. Uh, it's one of the things, donkeys, that they were warned not to covet. Samson used a jawbone of a donkey to slay 1,000 men. Again, uh, mouth there. David rode a donkey when he went to play music for Saul when he was tormented by spirits. And, of course, Jesus rode a donkey into Jerusalem to fulfill Zechariah's messianic prophecy. All right? So, obviously, uh, you don't have to spell it out, but a, a different name for them is used as an insult. Uh, for a donkey. In modern times, they're obviously not as valued as they have, have been throughout antiquity, but they're still great in God's eyes. And I believe he's using some of his choice warriors are going to be these donkeys. So why would God choose a donkey for a warrior? Now, you may not know much about donkeys, but I've got to be around some, and uh, you'll, you'll learn. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Literal, literal donkeys. Wait a minute. Sorry. As one of your employees, <laughs> I'm not sure I like that. No, Non-people donkeys. So donkeys kill snakes. They stomp on them. So, again, the enemy, the Lucifer, Satan, always possessed, uh, or example of that is a serpent, a snake. So donkeys kill snakes. They're very aggressive. They also calm horses. Donkeys or horses would be seen as warriors. You ride them into battle, but they need something to calm them. Donkeys do that. Donkeys, are you ready for this? They make great guards for flocks of sheep and goats. They're still used for that. Donkeys can protect against pretty much any single attack an animal. Sheep or goats see this large donkey as protective, and they gather near it if threatened. Donkeys obviously have a pretty good kick. <laughs> they're territorial animals. They're not necessarily protective of the herd as much as they're protective of their territory and themselves. So I want you to remember that. So if, if God is raising up these, they're probably not going to be as mindful as a pastor would be. You may think, oh, it's a pastor. No, it's a donkey. Okay, they're loud brayers so that they're great at warning ranchers, even if an attacker is too much for them. So think about these people. If God is raising up and the, the quality of this person is a donkey, all right? Now, this is not political, by the way. You know, uh, Republican elephants and Democratic donkeys has nothing to do with politics. This is strictly donkeys in the Bible. So I want you to think about... Uh, a letter to the church in Revelation, the church of Pergamum. This was the compromising church, and Pergamum means married. All right, so this has to do with the relationship. Write the following to the messenger of the congregation in Pergamum, for these are the words of one whose words pierce the hearts of men. So again, this year 5780, we're on the Day of Atonement. We're talking about God who rides in often with a sword coming out of his mouth, which is such a bizarre picture, but it's really not. It's just a picture whose words pierce the hearts of men. So that's actually an explanation for the whole sword analogy. Even the end times he's riding this horse with a sword coming out of his mouth. A sword has two, two sides. One side is to pierce in terms of helping. The other is to correct. So it cuts to kill and it also cuts to heal. I know where you live, where Satan sits enthroned, yet you still cling faithfully to the power of my name. In other words, you did not deny your faith in me, even in the days of my faithful martyr, Antipas, who was executed in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold the teachings of Balaam. He taught the people to turn to idol worship and commit sexual immorality. 
Furthermore, you have some who hold to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Now, the Nicolaitans made sexual immorality part of their worship. So, even worse. <laughs> so, repent then, or I will come quickly to war against them with the sword of my mouth. So, he can help you with the sword, kill you with the sword. To him who overcomes, I'll give some of the hidden manna to eat. I'll give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. So, one of the aspects of these people, these donkeys, I believe, is is this, or, or it's almost as if you're looking at two different people. You see them from a human perspective. You see them from a spiritual perspective. So if you can wrap all that up, that Revelation scripture there, here's what donkeys, if these spiritual donkeys raise up, are, are going to be known for before God placed a sword in their mouth, they're, they're going to have a past that's not really pretty. So number one, you hear words that pierce the hearts of men. So they're very capable. You did not deny your faith. These folks, when they stand up for God, are going to be very bold. We don't know how they'll end up, but in this place, they're very bold because you can uh, confess Christ here and then deny him later. Uh, they've dealt with idol worship and have committed immorality. So when you're looking at these donkeys, you're going to look at their past and go, wow, whoa, hey, ho, oh, hey. Because of this, they, they could be just coming back from a very terrible place. They, um, they, when they talked about the story of Balaam here, that's when Israel had just conquered these three really mighty tribes that include many giants. So these are going to be giant killers. They're going to be very effective, not average people. Uh, and also, because of the Nicolaitan aspect there, sexual immorality is part of their worship. So you can pretty well determine that these donkey types that God is raising up are not going to be the kind of folks who have been hanging out in church. These are something very different than that. So there's quite a few biblical characters who would qualify as donkeys with swords. Samson, obviously, mm -hmm. had, had a bit of problem. A guy by the name of Joab, the great uh, general for David. But when David was dying, he told Sam his son Samson, he said, don't let Joab go down to the, to the grave in peace. Kill him. So because he was f phenomenal, David could not have conquered without him, but he was, he, he was a bad man. And, of course, David, uh, he obviously had some troubles of his own. So all of them had issues with sexual immorality and violence and, and all these kind of things, but yet they were great leaders, and when the words came out of their mouth were very powerful. So it takes discernment there. So here's what the Bible says. Isaiah 60, Rise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. So we need to gain the wisdom to be able to see the difference between people covered in darkness and those covered in glory. You'd think it'd be really obvious, but it isn't always. So in our world, uh, in the modern world of ours, we elevate entertainers like they used to elevate warriors. So whereas these biblical characters were warriors, judges, the book of Judges, that doesn't mean a magistrate, but a, a warrior. So God has and will continue raising up these mighty warriors. But in our world, they may very well be entertainers that may be these donkeys with swords. And a lot of times you could look in their lives and go, oh, my gosh, what in the world? <laughs> Uh, so here's a couple of verses. Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and season. He deposes kings and raises up others. And I, for one, having voted for a lot through the years and dealt with just watching great men rise and fall and of every caliber, it's like sometimes that verse is like, yeah, I, I just don't know who did this. Uh, but that's what it says in Daniel 2. Timothy 
First of all, then, I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men for kings and all those in authority, so that we may lead tranquil, quiet lives in all godliness and dignity. So these guys, both Daniel and Timothy, lived in countries governed by evil men and were dealing with a lot of horrible immorality and all this. Uh, some of these people were downright psychotic. But their counsel, uh, as living in this community, in this world, their counsel is not gnashing teeth at them. So I'm very grateful for those God has given us in America. I haven't always been grateful, but sometimes you, you have to work at it. And so I want to challenge the next one to come back. We're going to talk about some of the people that are rising up right now that you, the question is, are these donkeys or are these, <laughs> are these demons? That's the question. All right, you've, you've drawn me in. You, you've hooked me in. So uh, Ray's going to talk about the donkeys that God is raising up. That's coming up right here as this special time of teaching continues. He's Ray Haynes, our general manager. I'm Brian Race. We're going to take a break, play a few songs, and then come right back with uh, some concluding remarks. I hope you'll continue to stay with us here at Victory 91.5. Steadfast Inspection provides home inspections.